Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Uh, Dick Clark. Um, people who are dead. Uh, Mike Wallace. Uh, people who recently died. Uh, the other Mike Wallace. Uh, famous people. Uh, Sean Payton. Uh, people who might as well be dead. Uh, Drew Brees, Jed Collins, Thomas Morstead. Uh, awesome stuff. What if I said Dave Cariello? Oh, people who won't be on tonight's podcast. Did you have fun playing? Yeah, 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 I had a good time. And welcome to... Canal Street Chronicles podcast off-season series. I'm your host, Al Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm joined by Kevin Held, who will be playing the role of Dave Cariello and Kevin Held tonight. Uh, Kevin, how does it go tonight? Uh, it, 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 it goes well. I mean, you know, Wake Martindale is still alive. Bob Barker is still alive. And Chuck Woolery is still alive, so you know you got to take you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, you do, and which is a good segue into the Saints' schedule for 2012. A little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Um, I'm not very big on the whole. Well, God, in December they play three hard back-to-back games, and that could be trouble. My thing is, I just kind of look at the, the opening of the schedule, the first three or four weeks. And then I just sort of tally up uh, how many good quarterbacks do they play. And by those two rules, I think the Saints schedule, the opening is pretty good because they play the Redskins. They, they start with the Redskins, they go to Carolina, and they host the Chiefs. So that's three teams they're clearly better than. But overall, they play a lot of good quarterbacks. So I'm sort of I, – I sort of think the schedule is kind of – weighted towards more difficult than I would like. Uh, but it's but it's by no means a killer one, and it's by no means a cakewalk. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you could say... I, yeah. It's, it's it, like there's there's a post that goes up every year on Deadspin, and it's from it's from their vault, and it just says, My, your team is going 12-4, and four, maybe 13-3. and three. <laughs> And, you know, it, it, yes, yes, it's utterly ridiculous to look and say, oh, I, I could totally pencil them in for 10 wins or 12 wins or 14 wins or, oh, man, they'll be lucky to get six. But I'm, I'm kind of look. I'm like you at this point. I'm just saying look at the beginning. And, in fact, I'm only going – I'm going a little bit further than you. I'm going as far as San Diego. Yeah. And the reason I'm going as far as San Diego is because it's the first primetime game, but – and, and and I'd like to think NBC executives were smart were actually smart for once in their lives in in this making a programming decision uh, realized what that fifth week could mean 
for the Saints and more importantly for Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you look at who they're playing and you think of good quarterbacks. I mean, really, Drew is better than, Drew's better than the five guys he's going to be matched up against. I, I you know, I, I've got to be a bit of a homer and say he's better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But these are guys that he can score against. Uh, the, the Redskins, the Chiefs, the Redskins and the Chiefs have de- deceptively have okay passing defenses. Uh, the yeah. Chargers have, have an okay pass defense. But again, they're getting all three of those guys at home. So you would expect uh, Drew to, to do well against that. Green Bay, they're getting them in a warm weather situation early in the season, and they were an atrocious pass defense. And Carolina, I mean, we saw what Drew has done to them twice already. We've seen what he's capable of doing, even when matched up, even when uh, Cam Newton's on the other side of the field. That mattered. Uh, Drew would just, uh, Drew's going to be Drew regardless of, of what opposing quarterback he's playing. So I'm, I'm very excited about that because if he gets to, if he gets to San Diego and throws a touchdown pass, I I I expect the whole city to go ape shit, and there better be there better be a, another nice long graphic package ready to go, because at that point at that point he could spontaneously retire, mm-hmm. he could spontaneously combust for all we fucking care, and Canton, Ohio, is, had better get bust. He could yeah. do nothing else. But for him to, but for, and again, I'm, I'm sort of speaking like I know it's going to happen. I don't. I, I, yeah. I you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm trying to keep my, I'm trying to keep sort of like a quiet, a, a keep the confidence. Yeah. Without being freakish about it. Um yeah. But if he, if he breaks that record, pair that with the Dan Marino record, the man, the man doesn't have to do anything else. Yeah, I mean that. That and record. He, that, I I I think I think if he if he gets this record, I think there's no doubt that he should be that Drew Brees should be considered the best modern quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, it 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 become it becomes that way, and really the the only to me the only person that you that that can really. Trump him of the reason is, is Brady because Brady's got the five Super Bowl appearances. But that 47 game streak, I don't know necessarily that the media is going to play it up as much as 5,000, but to me, I think it's more impressive because that record is like, it might as well be from like 1855 for all, for all we care, you know? I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, the closest comparison, it's essentially, it's essentially like saying, okay, I'm going to break the single season yards record. I mean, that's that's I guess what like the 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 DiMaggio record or something, and then and and then saying, oh, I'm going to throw for 47 consecutive games. I mean, I don't know what what I'm trying to think of. What are the baseball record equivalents? Because those are the records that everybody knows. Well, I would say the the the, the baseball rec- the equivalent to. The 47 game streak is the, is Joe DiMaggio's hit streak, and maybe 5,000 yards would be would be hitting 400. So it yeah. would be it would be the yeah. it would be, it'd be the equivalent of, of a baseball player 
hitting 405 and hitting in 57 straight games in the same year. Like, right. You know, like it I mean, be- yeah. And, and, and you're going to have one guy who is, again, five, five touchdown passes away, you know, in, in, you know, a touchdown passing five consecutive weeks away from doing that. I mean, how, how do you, how do you argue that? I yeah. mean, you, you, you then, you then go ahead and say, oh, well, Tom Brady threw for 50 touchdowns. Hey, look, that's great. But again, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tom Brady never threw five, has yet to throw for 5,000 yards, even in the season when the Patriots were, st- were curb-stomping people. Yeah. Even when Bill Belichick was at his most asshole-ish, Tom Brady still did not throw for 5,000 yards. Well, that's a good segue. Uh, speaking of assholes, because Joe Vitt is kind of an he's kind of an asshole in a in a in a in a in a in a way of in the way of I hate the media, not this sort of play with you asshole like Bill Parcells where he like he'll jab the media and he likes sparring with them. Joe Vitt is more of a I hate the media, you're an asshole. I'm walking out of this press conference sort of thing. So. Are you have you changed? Is there any difference that you feel about the Saints coaching situation now that the schedule's coming out? Because the bye week is week six, so really, uh, you know, Joe Vitt's gone for six weeks, so he's not coming back until uh, he's not coming back till week eight. Does that sort of well? Change? Oh, well wait a second. So, so did they ban it for six games or six weeks? Six games. Six games. Yeah. Yeah, so he's not coming back until at Denver. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I still don't like it, even with the schedule out. I mean, the, the schedule, the schedule maybe cements my thoughts a little bit more, but I, I can't see how the schedule could flip somebody on on, on Joe Vid one way or the other. I I I, yeah. I, I don't I don't see that. If, if you're if you're a B if you're a Joe Vitt honk. Yeah. I, I, I think you're ridiculous, but God bless you. But I can't see 
how somebody could be anti-Jovit and then switch to being Jovit or the other way around. It's it's like pick one pick one fucking lane and go with it. Well, I'm fascinated by Joe Jovit being the coach because I don't think I don't think he's equipped to handle the media well. And that will make for good television. But I'm not really sure how that affects the Saints on game day. I don't know if it if it does at all, but I could see I could see if the Saints have a couple of tough losses or whatever, him getting really getting really surly and yelling and screaming and walking out of press conferences. And for us, it makes for great fun because it makes easy columns to write. But I don't know that that necessarily affects the Saints winning and losing. Well, I would prefer that that any talk about the Saints, you know, it, that, that sure it'll go Bounty Gate, you know, Peyton being banned for the year and Greg Williams and all that kind of stuff. Once the, once that talk goes away, I would then prefer the national media. The next thing for them to talk about is, well, Drew Brees is certainly on a tear. Is he still, you know, where does he fit in the, you know, quarterback echelon? Or, or do you think he has a chance to, to break the Johnny Unitas record and all that kind of stuff? I don't think I, – I, the last thing that I want is for Joe Vitt uh, to to – you know, draw any attention away from from Breeze or, or or anybody else, and and I, you know, yeah, that, that you might say that's good television, or some other people might say that's good television. My idea of good of good television is, you know, five straight weeks of touchdown passes. That's it. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, Joe Vitt can just go in with a script, read the injury report, field three questions, answer in the most bland, platitude way imaginable. Go Bill Belichick? And say, okay, that's right. I mean, fuck, do a Bill Belichick impression. Uh-huh. Fuck, wear a hoodie if you want. Uh, I don't yeah. care. Oh, uh, he played good. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the Green Bay. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is good. Uh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're 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 better than their numbers would indicate. They're uh, they're a tough team, and uh, we just gotta go out and try and execute and make our plays, and uh, and we'll be okay on our end. That could be. You know what? You know what, Kevin? Now that I think of it, I think he might. I think he might go that route. I think he might like he could he could really go the Bill Belichick, give him nothing, and. It would drive the media insane, but it would keep him from having to interact with them because he doesn't do that well. And his thing is because they're like, I'm, the, I'm just here babysitting. I'm the interim coach. My opinion doesn't matter, you know, whatever. And it would drive Jeff Duncan and DeShazer and all the people wacko. All right, and, and, and here's, here's the thing. If they, if they go on in that first week, and beat the Redskins, who who will presumably have uh, have Robert Griffin III as their quarterback, or, or 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 God forbid John John Beck. Oh no, there is going to be RG three. If they beat them and get that first win right off the bat, that gives that gives. Uh, well, actually, it won't be Joe Vitt. Shit, Joe Vitt won't it'll, even be it'll there. It'll be Cromer. So yeah, it'll be yeah, yeah, it'll be Cromer, and it'll be Spagnolo getting credit. And and you won't have to worry about 
Joe Vitt or anything like that. Now, when Joe Vitt returns, uh, you know, if if he can hold off for a couple of weeks with the Bill Belichick impression and the Saints, you know, are fortunate enough to beat Denver and beat Philly, uh, no easy task. But if they beat him or, or even go one and one and look good in the process, again, that buys him more time. I, I, part of me, part of me wants to believe that Joe Vitt would, it, it will, will go into this whole season just saying, okay, uh, six weeks down on the season, now it's my turn. One week down, you know, nine to go, eight to go, seven well, to go. Like I, I, I think he's just counting down the time until the season's over and he doesn't have to worry about it and you know all that other shit. Well, here's a, here's a thought. I don't think they would do this, but this could be this could be something they could do on the press conferences that NFL teams don't do, but it would be really interesting, maybe even especially the first 6 weeks because they're just waiting for Joe Vitt to go on the Monday press conference instead of having just Cromer out there, you just have Spagnolo and Pete Carmichael, and you just, whenever there's a question, if it's defensive-related, Spagnolo gets it, and if it's offensive-related, Carmichael gets it. And you're just I like... like I, I, I like that idea. I like, like, I, I hey, like well, that idea. I'll take, I'll take it one step further. Fuck, fuck separating it by offense and defense. Pretend, pretend it's it's like the post game at an NCAA tournament game, and put out the cards for Cromer, for Carmichael, and Spagnolo, and say, okay, guys, we're gonna be bringing in the three coaches, uh, so get your questions ready. And that... then when the reporter wants to ask a question, ask, okay, this question is for Coach Cromer, uh, this question is for Coach Carmichael, or oh, oh this this is for. Uh, Coach Spagnuolo, and then ask the question. And and that way you get all three guys right out front, and you give the media like 20 minutes, ask them, ask, you know, ask whatever. Yeah. And then get all three out, and then boom. It's like, all right, now you can deal with the players, but, you know, it's it's the coaches can then deflect a whole bunch of questions if, if all of them are out there at the same time because, yeah. you know, yeah, a reporter may try and ask a tough question of uh, a Cromer, but hey, other reporters may be trying to work on a story about Spagnolo or pick his brain on this and that. And yeah, you know, maybe they might have some kind of a follow-up to do a Cromer question. But really, they're going to be thinking, "Shit, I, they're only out here 20 minutes. I got to get my uh, my Spagnolo yeah. question." And the only in. the only really awkward questions you would have and would be, "Hey, coach, on that." fourth and three from 24, you were down six with six minutes to go. Why'd you go for it instead of kicking the field goal? And you got three of them out there where Sean Payton would just say, well, we thought, you know, we weren't going to get the, we thought we could stop them on defense and get the ball back, blah, blah, blah. So it worked out, you know, whereas when you have the three of them, I guess they would say, well, Pete, Pete runs the offense. So Pete felt like we should, you know, Pete would, Pete Carmichael would take it, I guess. But it, I think, now that we're, we sort of brain, I like that idea. I like your idea about the NCAA tournament, Kevin. And, and also, it would just blow. It would just blow people's minds. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, shit. Just have all three of them come out in in the team hat, in just in the team hats, and just have them sit down there, you know, with with the the the, the team polos on, 
almost like just almost complete matching attire. You sit down and 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 look around the room. All have all three of them eyes darting around the room, waiting for like, okay, who's going to ask a question and who's it going to be for? Come on, ask a question now. You've got twenty minutes. Yeah, just, I, I mean, think that, that 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 would be the best way to command the room. And then when Joe Vitt comes back, you know, it, 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 could you picture a frantic interview atmosphere with those three? And then to suddenly flip it on its head and say, "All right, you're getting one guy now." Yeah, then the media would be mad. They'd be mad. Then the media, they'd be mad. They'd be like, "God damn it! I liked it better when we got three guys." Right. I think there you go. There you go, Tom Benson. I just solved your PR problem. Put me on staff. I know you can afford it. You just bought a fucking basketball team. Kevin will work for 150k. Shit, I work for less than that. So, Drew Brees, apparently, the gap has narrowed to a couple million dollars. So, beautiful. Um, it's going to, I'm going to say it's going to get done before May. Just because. Oh, shit. I'm, 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 look, I'm thinking it's going to get done before the next show we tape. Ooh. I, I really think it's going to be done before the next show we tape. Because you have you had people in the media saying, oh, no, no, they're not done. They're not close. They're not close. Benson, out of the blue, a week ago, just gets up and says, "No, no, 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 no. We're we're pretty close. We're pretty close." And then, then like a few days after that, it's still it's still Schefter beating the drum of, "No, no, no, no. They're nowhere close." Breeze comes out. You know, somebody on Canal Street Chronicles makes a post somewhere about how Breeze gave a uh, WIST interview in which he basically takes the, has the franchises back regarding the bounty gate issue and just says, no, no, I want to see more evidence. I demand more evidence. I want to know what's going on. Like, a man who's itching to get away from the team would not be interested in defending them that much and and would not be calling, you know, I, I if, if it's, if it's, if he's acting like a politician, then he's doing the best political dance that a football player yeah, can do. that's a good point. But, but, so, it's either it's either that, or the man the man fucking cares, knows he's going to stay here, knows he's going to keep playing. So they're going to they're going to hammer out the damn deal, and shit, everybody's going to be thrilled because again, all this stuff is getting done right now. All this is getting done now. It'll be done before the draft. It's it's you know roll into the off season. Or roll through the off season with all that, with all the hard stuff, sort of already out of the way. The only, the only question really left is, well, what happens on that first game? What happens in that first game? Yeah, and, with, and you, you know what? You, you know what that puts the Saints with every other team in the league. Yeah, for a was, team that for a team that was literally just given. The the harshest sentence in league history, they will suddenly be like any other fucking team. Well, they'll be missing some players though. You don't know you don't know how the suspensions are yeah, gonna but come potentially, down. Potentially potentially, but what I'm saying is that yeah. the toughest stuff will have been will have been addressed. So it's basically it's basically like, hey, ball's back in your court, Kamish. We're gonna be uh we'll be over here working out, you know, eating some gumbo, maybe going down to uh the French market and uh Shopping around, you know, whatever. 
just having a good time. Well, the the so, you know, it, 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 do it's like I I I'm I'm digging this. I'm digging that that the Saints are very close to being able to kick their feet back in Roger Goodell's office and just say, all right, well, what else you got for us? What else do you want to do? Yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing is uh, Tom Benson is going to have in two really great PR days, I, I think, in the month of April. He's going to have the, the – he had where he fought the Hornets, and he's going to have the press conference where everybody has the shitting grin, and Drew is there with his wife and probably the three kids, and everybody's happy, and it's going to make people – it's going to it's going to be the feel-good moment for the offseason for Saints fans, finally. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. The one thing that I that I wanted to ask you about is, you know, you and you brought it up just now. The Drew Brees saying, "Hey, they haven't uh, they haven't shown any evidence," and I took it as him defending the Saints, but I also took it as not sort of a denial of the bounties, but just him as sort of the player rep guy for the the president of the players' union saying, "Hey, they need to show us this. They tell us." that they have all this stuff and they have all this evidence, but they ain't shown it to us yet. Um, and that's not, I don't think that's on, I don't think that's crazy or unwarranted. I mean, as a player, no. as a, as a guy who's ahead of the union, he's saying, Hey, NFL, you can't just say to us, we've got it all. You're, you're, you were suspended for a year. You've got to lay it out. Right. You, you got, Hey, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the Goodell essentially runs a dictatorship in a way, but guess what? You, you can run your dictatorship. We're just going to pound you in the court of public opinion. And, yeah. and you know what? We may, we may lose uh, in the dictatorship, but we're going to win in the long run using the court of public opinion. Yeah, and I mean and, – if... and, and, and it's like, look, if, if, he, if he – as long as he and, – and Drew's, you know – I, I I believe Drew's more clever than 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 we're really aware. So I I I don't think he'll he'll get too flip or or uh, too uh, too puffy about it. But it's like as long as you challenge him in a respectful way and just say, look, you know, where's the evidence, man? We we, we want to see that. Uh, well, yeah, it's like we're not we're not den- we're not denying that it didn't happen. But you're talking about if you're going to suspend Jonathan Zuma for a year, you're talking about going to a guy and saying, "Hey, you're not going to earn five and a half million dollars this year. You got to right. lay, you got to lay out the emails and the evidence and all of it, you know." And I don't think that I don't think that's unfair. I think people were being a little wackadoo, but that was my own fault because you never go into the ProFootballTalk.com comment section. You just you you become dumber after you read like four of them. Um, right. Oh, actually, can I can I bring back something you were talking about earlier in regard to Tom Benson? Sure. Okay. So you're talking about Tom Benson just having two great PR days and then with the shit-eating grin. Tom Benson, like, say, I mean, think about this shit seven years ago. Oh, the fact that he tried to murder. He tried to murder. He might try to murder pro football in New Orleans. Right. I mean, seven years ago, he basically said, 
I'm open to the idea of fucking moving to San Antonio. Or actually, no, I'm open to the idea of going to L.A. Or fuck, I, I, I want to. I actually want to go to San Antonio. I mean, while while they're figuring out how to patch the fucking hole in the dome, Benson is saying that shoving Lee Zurich's cameraman, nearly getting into a fight with somebody outside Tiger Stadium, uh, yelling "Get off my lawn" to reporters right after that. You know, and that's not a verbatim quote. That's a approximation of things. Um, meanwhile, uh, now I can't remember his name. Uh, George Shin at the time was saying, oh, no, 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 no. The Hornets are committed to staying here. We want to stay here. I'm not, I, will, I wouldn't dream of moving the team. You know, fast forward a couple of years. I mean, you know, Benson basically had a gun kept put at the back of his head and said that you're keeping the team here. Thank you, Paul Tagliabue. Thanks, Paul Tagliabue. Thank you, fucking Paul Tagliabue. I will. Put that I will, in Canton. I, right, put that fucker in Canton. Uh, George Shin suddenly says, well, I'm open to the idea of maybe going to Oklahoma. Fast forward another couple of years. Okay, I've got to sell the team. I can't fucking do this anymore. I'll sell it to anybody. Again, fast forward a little more. Tom Benson buys the Hornets to save basketball in the city. The guy who wanted to essentially, who almost murdered football in New Orleans, saved basketball in New Orleans when, really, the guy didn't have to. No. The guy didn't have to. He fucking bailed out the Hornets. Yeah, and the interesting thing, the interesting thing about that, Kevin, is, um, because, look, Benson, the, guy, the guy's nearly done a the guy's done nearly a complete 180 yeah. on his legacy in this span. And the interesting thing is, I want to know because look, Benson, knock him and look, he tried to murder Pabon and Williams, but it's in the past, whatever. But that guy is a shrewd, freaking businessman, and he's got smart people running. I want to know when they crunch the numbers, how do they plan to make the Hornets? A money-making viable enterprise. Is it going to be some sort of combination where they're going to pair up them with the Saints and they're going to have a, a cable channel with Hornets games and Saints program and in a radio station where they have both of them and that fills your calendar with stuff to put on the radio all year long? I just want to know because the Hornets, they really haven't got a foothold in New Orleans. I mean, yet. I mean, it's been a long time. They just, people in New Orleans don't really give a, too much of a shit about the Hornets. I mean, and that, for Hornet fans out there, I'm sorry, but it's just kind of true. Well, I, well it's, it, it's, it's, it's not that they don't, it, it's, I get what you're saying with they don't have a foothold. I think they have a foothold, it's just, they don't have a 15,000 person a night foothold. They have a yeah. nine to 10,000 person a night foothold. Yeah. Guaranteed, right? Like, like, like the, the people who support the Hornets, you know, God bless them. They're, 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 they're relentless, and you know, good for them for going to see the Hornets when, when they suck or, or, are mediocre. But they have got to find a way to get that arena filled up in, in order, in order to make it worthwhile. And they need to know, win the lottery and get Anthony Davis from Kentucky. That's, something. That, I mean, no. they, 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 they need, look, 
CP3, as good as he was, apparently wasn't fucking packing him in. And, you know, he's he, he could arguably be one of the two or three best point well, guards ever. Well, I will say this for the Hornets. I will say this. They had momentum in 2007 where they went seven games in the second round with San Antonio. 2007-2008. And then in, eight, in 2008-2009, they went to the playoffs again. But the thing is, all that momentum that they had, the Saints, the Super Bowl season, just took all their oxygen out of the room. And that is a sort of a problem for the Hornets is that people in New Orleans just, they don't get engaged with the Hornets until January. And that's sort of never going to change. I mean, you know? hey, look, I mean uh, if I'm Tom Benson, I'm ordering Jed Collins to come down to courtside and live tweet during the game. <laughs> change that. What, before we get off the Hornets, my vote for the nickname is the New Orleans Carnival. I'm just not sure of the logo. Do you have a, a preference on the new nickname? I have no pre I, I have no preference on the nickname. I haven't thought enough about it. Uh I I I just I haven't. I I wish I'd you know I wish I could, you know, take like twenty minutes. I wish I could get twenty minutes out of my busy schedule to think of nicknames <laughs> for a franchise. But really I, I I honestly feel like the team should get into a bus, go to Salt Lake City and raid the jazz office and steal all the uh, material saying jazz on it and take it back to New Orleans. Yeah, or or have or just have a, a hire somebody to just stand outside the jazz arena and just have a megaphone and just say, The Utah Jazz, are you fucking kidding me? And just every day. And maybe it'll break them. But uh, back to the Saints. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the thing, the the thing that's most hurtful, maybe, of all the bounty gate stuff that Roger Goodell did, is that that's unforgivable, is that he's ruined the 2012 draft. I love the draft. I make no bones about it. It is one of my favorite things, and Roger Goodell has ruined it. I'm gonna have to go antiquing or some shit for the draft this year because the Saints have no picks. So, um, have you even, literally, I have not read a mock draft this year, which I think first time in like 20 years. Have you done any reading on the draft? I have done no reading on the draft. My, my draft experience, you, you want to know what my, what I've been exposed to? It's, it's the 30 minute drive from my house to work in the morning when I'm listening to Mike and Mike on the radio. And then, and then the 20 minute drive back to my house after work when I'm listening to the, the local guys talk about who the Rams should take. That's my, that's my NFL draft experience. So it basically amounts to Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin III, and will the Rams be fortunate enough to have Justin Blackman fall in their laps? Don't they have first Other round picks that, until the year, don't they have two first round picks every year until the year like 2020? I, I, I <laughs> shit, I don't know. They traded with the West Redskins for RG three. Oh yeah, oh oh yeah. I mean, they're they're setting the draft. I, I mean that that much I do know. That much I do know. But it, I mean, regarding the draft though, the Saints traded away their first round pick. I mean, I remember Dave tweeting, uh, you know the 
the guy who's not here, so maybe we can make fun of him. But Dave tweeted her, you know, like a week ago, man, my wife's, you know, I hope this kid comes before the draft, otherwise I'm going to miss it. And I tweet him back, I say, yeah, well, miss the Saints had bounty gate and they intentionally traded away their first-round draft pick anyway, so you don't have to worry about jack shit for the draft this year. So, I mean, they traded away their first-round pick anyway, so the first night of the draft, you know, if if all you cared about was who were the Saints getting, you had no interest there. I have my phone set to chime, my iPhone, when the Saints make the pick. I'll be somewhere out randomly wherever, and it'll chime, and I'll say, oh, the Saints pick so-and-so from North Texas. Oh, hope he's any good. You know, because they're going to pick. Most likely, they're going to pick a guy that you have never heard of because the Saints. And you and and Kevin, I would argue this. That's what you want because the Saints in the draft where they hit home runs is when they pick guys from places you didn't even know had college football like Bloomsburg State and Hofstra. I want them. Right. To pick, I want them to pick some guy from some college I've never heard of because that means he's likely to be really good. I want them – listen, I want them to pick a guy whose who's haircut makes us think he's doing illegal things to four-legged creatures, okay? That's – that. I mean, just just seriously, pick a guy from fucking Mount Union or or, or, South, or southeastern Missouri and and just say, fuck it, let's go. Let's go. Don't, don't go to the football factories. You don't need to go to a football factory in round four or five. Go to go to fucking Ben Franklin University in 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 the outskirts of Philadelphia, where the football team it's it's based like the team from Necessary Roughness, where you got guys playing both ways. Pick a guy who doubles as a wideout and a safety, and say, let's see what he does, and he'll be a fucking Pro Bowler in three years. And if he has a mullet, that would be even better. Sure. So, um, is there is there anything left to do for the Saints in the off season that doesn't involve Drew Brees signing a contract that you want to see them do, fill a position, or anything? I mean, I mean the biggest. The whole biggest thing was just defense, and they 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 just signed a shit ton of uh, <laughs> linebackers, and essentially just said, "All right, well, we're prepared for the worst in regard to Jonathan Vilma, and so we got all the we got all the linebackers now. So come at me, bro. Uh, yeah, I, I mean nothing. I mean again, it, it's like I said before: if the Saints take care of this Drew Brees business." They're pretty much with every other team. Yeah, it's I mean, just, I, it, it's the waiting game. Yeah, I would like to see them, and I think they'll, I think they'll probably try to do it in the draft. Is they need, they need a, if Dave Thomas isn't going to come back, they need depth at tight end, and they lost Meacham, and they need a receiver, and I'll be curious to see if they're really confident in Adrian Arrington and, and Joe Morgan, or are they going to draft somebody, or are they going to sign sort of a veteran guy in August, like week two of the preseason? Are they going to bring in like a Braylon Edwards or something? So, Oh, do not bring in Braylon Edwards. Don't bring in that guy. 
You know, he, he's he, look, he'll he'll he's gonna oh, he'll he'll overcharge. He'll ask for too much money. It'll be a one year deal, and it, it'll it'll fucking be feast or famine with this guy. And I'd rather listen. Colson's your number one. Gabriel's gonna be the number two. Just get a guy. Just get whoever. Get whoever the David Patton is right now. Get him. Get him. Get get that. Get the crusty old veteran. Get get the get the the scuba diver at the dock to get the, the scraper and and scrape the barnacle off the bottom of the boat. Put him in a uniform and get him out on the field and say, listen, you're gonna mentor Arrington and Joe Morgan when you're not, you know. Catching two passes for uh, for thirty three yards. I don't know. David, so, David Patton was good that first year. I think he had almost a thousand yards. Hey, was, that's again. That's that's like I'm saying. Yeah. Just find find the crusty old veteran who who will make some contributions and can sort of just help mentor Arrington and Morgan, and and that that'll be fine by me. Yeah. So, as we wrap this thing up, is you, you know, you already said you think Drew Brees is going to be signed by the next podcast. Um, there is one thing I want to mention is I wrote a column for WWL and uh, about how <laughs> Sean Payton. I, I explained to him now that he's going to have to watch the Saints on TV every week, like the rest of us. Like, what's the keys to being a fan? And I got so many emails from people saying, uh, you know, I think Sean Payton can go to the game. What is the point of this column? I fear for humanity when people don't get satire anymore. Like, I got more emails of people confused by the column than, hey, that was pretty funny. Like, I just, I worry about humanity when they can't get satire. Uh, so that's my final thought. Of the of the podcast, Kevin. Do you have any final deep thoughts before we wrap this thing up? No, uh, I'm just going to keep on doing, uh, you know, Drew Brees TV critic uh, tweets. So, ah, uh, yeah, I'll just, that, that's how that's how I keep myself busy. It is it, it's the, it is the gift that keeps on giving. You know, I think you need to go further back and like even like, hey, that hunt, you know, like. Pull out like things from the fifties and sixties, you know. I'll figure I think, something out. I think, I'll, I'll figure something out. If you want me, I, I I was trying to stay within the time that he would have been alive, but fuck it, I'll go further back. That three, that three's company. That's Suzanne Summer. She's going places. Right. Right. All right. I, I'll, I'll I'll trust me. I got I got some things up my sleeve for this. So if you're out there and, and you're wondering what the hell Ralph and I are talking about. I can't believe I'm actually fucking promoting a Twitter thing, but hashtag Drew Brees TV critic. It's fantastic. I love it. It's, it is it is the highlight sometimes of my day, and that says a lot about me being pathetic, but it also says how good it is. It is it is it is fantastic. I hope I hope it goes on till uh the end of time. So on that note, Kevin, uh We'll end this thing for Kevin Held, for Dave Cariello, who is tending to wife and baby. I'm Ralph Marlboro. So long until next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. 
Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.